and welcome to today's episode of Smalls Talk, the show about everything happening at Mr. Smalls Theater, Funhouse, Cafe, and beyond. On today's show, we're happy to feature an interview with Hugh Twyman of Hugh Shows and the Deutschtown Music Festival. We're also going to be talking with Joel and JP from Pittsburgh-based indie hip-hop group BB Guns and feature a few tracks from their newest album, Help Yourself. First, we're going to take you through the next two weeks of events. Friday, July 12th, Opus 1 and 91.3 WYEP present Soccer Mommy with special guest Kevin Crowder at Mr. Small's Theater. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. Saturday, July 13th, Opus 1 presents Miss May I with The Word Alive and special guests Afterlife, Thousand Below, Arcane Haven. Doors open at 6 p.m. and show starts at 6.30 p.m. Sunday, July 14th, this is an exciting one. We'll be celebrating the relaunch of Mr. Small's Cafe with a special Cafe Sunday Fun Day from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. with featured musical artist Carrie Collins and featured visual artist Zachary Rudder. Starting on July 15th, the cafe will be open every day from 10 to 7 p.m. with a happy hour from 4.30 to 6.30 so you can pregame and grab some food before a show. Our daytime box office will be moving back down to the cafe on the 15th as well. So you can grab a coffee or a bite to eat when you come to purchase tickets with no fees. Wednesday, July 17th. Mr. Smalls presents Nicole Dollinganger with special guest Pat Coyle at the Funhouse at Mr. Smalls. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. Wednesday, July 17th, Opus 1 presents Baroness with special guest Torch at Mr. Smalls Theater. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. Thursday, July 18th, Mr. Smalls and Crafted Styles presents Alfred with Shormy, BB Guns, and the Bird Hour at the Funhouse at Mr. Smalls. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. Friday, July 19th, Twist of Fate Productions and Mr. Smalls presents Heartsick with Rain of Z, Lumen, and Gator Shakes. Doors open at 7.30, music starts at 8.30. Saturday, July 20th, Twist of Fate Productions, The Crucible Project, and Mr. Smalls presents Little Bat's Birthday Bash, featuring the filthy lowdown with Craig Playgrounds and Han Drive. The show will also feature a silent auction to benefit local nonprofit Little Bags of Love to benefit those facing homelessness in Pittsburgh. Saturday, July 20th, Opus One presents Wild Blue Yonder, Yarrow and the Static, Rick, Awry, and The Creature. Doors open at 6.30, show starts at 7. Tuesday, July 23rd, Opus One presents Chris Webby with special guests Jaron Brenton, Locksmith, Eco, and Chez. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. Wednesday, July 24th, Thunderhouse Limited and Mr. Smalls presents Hex Machine with The Wayward, Microwaves, and Whorehound at the Funhouse of Mr. Smalls. Doors open at 8 p.m. Show starts at 8.40 p.m. That's everything for the next two weeks. Tickets are available to purchase without service fees at Mr. Small's Daytime Box Office, Monday through Friday, 12 to 5, and in the cafe starting on July 15th. And remember to check out a Houston Cafe open mic night every Monday in the Funhouse. Sign up start at 6 p.m. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us here on Small's Talk. My name is Jeremy Kaywood. I've got the one and only Hugh Twyman with me. What's up? Uh, What's up? Very excited to, to talk with you. You've, you've been involved with the Pittsburgh music scene for a long time. Long time. As I was telling you before the cameras rolled, uh, July 18th, next Thursday, 15 years. 15 years. How about that? What's that feel like? It feels, uh, uh, you know, surprisingly short. Short. Yeah. Time flies. It flies because I do this because I love to do it. And so with anything I've ever done with this, if I'm not having fun, I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. So there was like a certain point where I was like, oh man, I have to blog today. Mm -hmm. You know? And I, I stopped doing that. I was like, I'll blog when I want. Right. I'll, I'll you know, I'll do, like, I hardly take my camera out anymore because I just went to so many hundreds and hundreds of shows. Yeah. It's like, I just don't feel like doing it. You know? I don't have enough disk space on my computer. Yeah, to I, have terabi I have yeah. terabytes yeah. of photos. That's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. What uh, got you into photography in the first place? Uh, yeah, I was never really a photographer uh, at all. And I was going to shows without a camera. Mm -hmm. And I've been going to shows since I was, you know, 12 years old. Right. So um, I, w I was there at a show. I can't remember the specific show, but uh, it was... Um, Songs Ohio. So they were a band, and I was getting into indie music around the turn of the you know new millennium, or right. and uh, I never saw one picture of them live. And it turned out it's just one. It was just one guy, Jason Molina. Mm -hmm. So I never saw a live picture of him. And I looked on the internet, 
And I was like, well, why isn't there any live pictures of him? <laughs> so that gave me the idea to just buy a camera and take pictures. Mm -hmm. And it was a real little, you know, it was a digital camera, but it wasn't uh, SLR at all. So I started taking that, and I started learning how to use that camera, and I, learning composition and learning low-level lights. Like you're in, a, you're in a, a dark room where the action's fast, so you have to figure it out. So when I finally graduated to a nice camera, I didn't know how to use it. And so those first couple months, you could see the pictures. They're all blurry, and they're just whatever. So I would just learn and it, because I wanted to because I was interested in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th that's how that grew. And then... Is that when you got into the blogging? Was after? The yeah, shows? it was after because I was I started this few shows thing, and I'm like, oh, I need content. So yeah. it was a photography site, right? But I, um, and then and then I was going to shows. I was buying tickets, and it just got real expensive. And so I hooked up with um, WIP, and I posted, hey, uh, they did a summer music festival, and I said, hey, I should be taking pictures from you. I, I was there. And then Kathy Raddock, she, she's like, yeah, you should be, you should be shooting for us. Yeah. So I said, okay. And then what I would do is I would um, shoot for them. And so I would contact the bands and the management, and I'd say, hey, I'm shooting for YAP. Can I get a ticket? Oh. Can I get a photo pass? And so then... That's I, pretty cool. But I went crazy, Jeremy. I yeah. went like 230 bands in 2012. Wow. 230, you know, and that's... 2013, I did like 250. It, 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 whatever, it was crazy. Yeah, I was going out three times a week. I'm for sure the your whole... family loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, but I was loving it, and I was mm -hmm. having fun, and I was like 40 years old, so I wasn't that old. But um, yeah, no. But my girls were young, and so they were in bed at eight. So then I would go out, sure. and um, and then after a while, I, you know, I was just like, you know, do I have to go out and see? I, I just didn't, I, I just, like, it started to wane. Mm -hmm. My enthusiasm for actually taking pictures, and that's when the TV show came up. Okay, so you went from picking up a camera just to go to shows and, and document it for yourself to yeah. starting a blog uh, yeah. about all of this. Yeah. And was it just the photos that inspired you, or was it how many bands you had been seeing? Yeah. Was it the caliber of talent? Well, the blog, there was, there was nobody really doing it uh, what I was doing mm -hmm. when I started 2004 there weren't too many people documenting the local music scene at all there were a couple people but uh, they came and went real quick mm -hmm. so I found that I wanted to do something unique so I would take the pictures because the pictures were all my own and I would uh, blog about an interview and I'm not a writer so what I do is I send out, uh, uh, like if a band's coming into town, I would send out uh, nine questions, the first, last, mm -hmm. and they're all the same questions. Right. And then I email them, and they get it back, and then I get it back and do up a blog page. Yeah. So I have a thousand of plus of those. I got to do one of those. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did get to do one. Yeah, that was yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It was real quick, real, real, real right to the point, but and, it got a lot out about who these people were. And where, what album they're coming out with or where they're playing or it's just a preview or promote what they're doing, you know? And it's, and, and it's, bands have been very appreciative of, of that, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, oh yeah, I'll, sure, I'll fill out this questionnaire, no problem. I find that a lot in this scene. Uh, just, especially, I, I haven't had obviously nearly as much time as you have in here in, in this music community, but I've been thoroughly enjoying uh, watching it kind of expand more again. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we'll bring right into Deutschtown Music Festival's coming up. Yes, it is. Uh, and how many submissions did you have this year? Well, okay, we had, <laughs> we had through the website, uh, we had 520, I think. Wow. So I had a five, list of 520. But then this year, not knowing, I didn't know this, that um, Cody went through Reverb Nation. Okay. And so through Reverb Nation, we had 2,600 Wow. Submissions. So those are national acts, right? Okay. So what his thinking was is like, okay, we want to expand the festival, and the way we're going to do that is to outreach to other cities mm -hmm. and other bands, and then that just benefits Pittsburgh bands because if right. people come in and, you know, if they, um, uh, what's not campaign, uh, with, with, with collaborate? 
collaborate, but uh, <laughs> you know, brain fart, whatever. Uh, no, they they socialize and sure. uh, they network. They network, and yeah. so they get to know whatever. But uh, so we had twenty six hundred submissions, and I said, "Oh, that's real nice." Okay, who's going to listen to all those? Yeah. Not me. <laughs> and it wasn't me. It was Jesse, uh, Cody's uh, assistant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he actually listened to 2,600, I'm told. Wow. He listened to 2,600 links, and then I said, pick the top, pick your top 100, and I'll listen to those. And then I'll whittle it down to 30 or 40. Mm-hmm. And then uh, out of the 500 local submissions, I doing this for 15 years, I recognized 300 of them. Sure. I didn't have to list. I've know, I know them. So those were one category. And the category that I didn't know, I never heard of, I just made a spreadsheet online with their name and their genre and the link to their music. Mm-hmm. And so for two weeks, I just, you know, if I'm walking the dog or if I'm doing sure. errands or if I'm at home doing the dishes, I'll listen to each submission that I that I know, mm-hmm. and so if it strikes me as like oh yeah, and it's very subjective, mm-hmm. but if it strikes me as like wow this band you know, and it always happens. There's like 20 bands every year that I'm like they're local and I've never heard of them Who and they're this? they're fantastic. Yeah. You know? So um so that happens, and then um and then I look at their their web presence. Do they have like a website? Do they have like a you know a promo picture or is it just like nothing against. Having a picture, uh, you know, having your picture on Facebook be like from across the room with a cell phone and whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But it just shows me that, you know, if you want to be taken seriously, more seriously than the ones who are like, okay, you know, they're like really going at it and they're, they're investing more than just, like I said, you know, weekend warrior, you know, musician, that's fine. But it's right. just like what caught my attention more is like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, having a presence is a huge piece uh, to all of these festivals, getting on them. Since I do have a website, hughshows.com, uh, you know, I'm going to, after this Deutschland Madness, I'm going to solicit bands to submit for that. A database where, you know, it'll have all the information about your band, uh, how many members, uh, you know, uh, your genre, your links, your con- email, point contact person, and then... People would submit that, and then I'll, it'll just be updated. So mm-hmm. it'll take a while to grow, obviously, to get the word out and people to submit it. But I think it'll be a nice resource for anybody, promoters, for musicians, mm-hmm. for out-of-town bands, for, you know, just to look, oh, okay, you know, we could categorize them right. by genre. You know, that's the easiest thing to do is, like, to sort, you know, one of the categories. What are some of your favorite things uh, working up towards uh, the Deutschtown Music Festival? The best part about it is, like, I work my ass off from March 1st when the submission closes. Mm -hmm. We keep it open for a month. March 1st to, I would say, like, late May. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. I'm organizing, discovering these bands, and putting them in. And then I set up an email chain for Backline. Well, I set up a, say, hey, you're invited. Right. Thank you for applying. If you can't, if you can't make it because it was two months ago that you submitted, let us know now. So then, I'm doing that, and then by late May, I have a June. I send out backline emails, and the backline emails, and I think you're on one of them. Probably. The, well, yeah, you weren't because you're just solo acoustic, so there's no right, backline right, but needed. I, but I think you did that last year. Yeah, yeah. So what I do is I uh, like say everybody who's playing the park stage. I send them all the same email and CC all of them, and I said, this is your backline email. You have to, we can't do it as three people, four people. You have to try to coordinate backline to eliminate changeover. Mm-hmm. Who, can you volunteer drums for three bands? Can you do So they, they all work that out. And it's so nice this year because this is the first year out of the four that I've been doing it that they're really going hard and really talking to each other and really figuring it out. You know, because with 40-some stages, we can't be everywhere at right. once. So, and it, you're not going to be renting gear just to provide it kind of deal. Oh, we can't do it. No, no, we, no. Can't, we, we, we can't do that either. And um, so everybody, like this festival, whatever, it's, it's, it's made because of the musicians. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's really exciting to see how many submissions you, you get, uh, one, and then two, to, to know how many are local. Uh, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And uh, I know running sound myself around the city, I've... Like you said, I, this, this band's local? Where did they come from? Where did they How, come from? You know? Right. Um, yeah, why didn't I hear of this band? And they're fantastic. Every, yeah. year, every year it happens. Every yeah. year I discover, like, 
10 new bands, and I'm like, oh, they're awesome, mm -hmm. you know? Well, that kind of goes on here. Uh, how, how do you feel that uh, Deutschtown Music Festival benefits from the uh, benefits the Pittsburgh music scene? Oh, it's huge. I mean, you're, you're getting all of these bands to work together on Backline. You're seeing all of these local bands that are like, I want people to come and see us. I want to party with all of these people. It's huge. It's just even, um, you know, before with Rant, Rant was a different monster, mm -hmm. but uh, now with Millville Music Festival and Deutschtown Music Festival and Vine Rewind and Picklesburg, like any big opportunity for a local music showcase just benefits everybody, the, the musician, the fans, the people putting on the event, mm -hmm. because we will have thousands and thousands of people down on the north side this weekend. Thousands, like 20,000, 30,000 mm -hmm. all over and what they're there for is music, you know? And, and to say, like, oh, local music is dead or whatever I hear about that, it's like you're not looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can find a band every night play. Just look on my calendar. Right, right. You know? And, um, but, no, it, it's just such a great, great time. And, you know, I'm first and foremost a music fan. Whatever I do, I, I love to go see bands, right? But, um. Uh, you know, three years in a row, and I know it will happen this year. I, I just sit there because I'm basically done. Mm -hmm. My job is finished. You get you to walk I mean? around and enjoy the I scenery get to, now. I get to walk around. Get to and go just, to the show. Well, I go to the shows. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like the main stage is called the Hugh Show stage. It was called that last year. I insisted. I was like, I'm doing all this damn work. <laughs> it's called the Hugh Show stage. My so, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not that I booked it or not that I I wanted. It's the biggest stage. I wanted to call Hugh Show. Just whatever. <laughs> so um, I'll I'll be hanging out there and introducing bands. But I'll go to the park stage and introduce bands. I'll go in. It doesn't matter. Threadbare and introduce a band. I, I just you know enjoy doing it. But um, yeah. I just I'm I sit there in awe. I really do. I, I'm like, this is amazing. It's amazing what they pulled off. It really is. I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, I, I know so many people uh, involved with it. Uh, half of the regular small staff is performing throughout the entire weekend. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be pretty exciting to... Uh, what can name the bands? Like, well, let's see. We got Drowning Clowns. There's, Drowning Clowns. Think, Jenny and the Jags. Jenny and the Jags, um, yeah. Uh... Sun King, well, Sun King Wars are, are, yeah. are related with us, and that's a great. That's a that that idea was mine. Yeah, it was a Friday night on the Hugh Show stage because yeah. Jim Donovan applied, Liz mm -hmm. applied with Drowning Clowns, mm -hmm. and Jen Wertz applied. Right, with She's, the mm -hmm. Jen Wertz band. So they two of them could only play Friday, and so I think Drowning Clowns. I think Liz. Um, and when I got a hold of her, she goes, "Which which band am I gonna uh, play in?" And I go, "Well, you applied as Drowning Clowns, so we have you listening." She goes, "Okay." And then, um, and then I contacted the Borstel boys, because mm -hmm. Patrick's in that band. Mm -hmm. So it's like, are you interested? And then I was up front with all of them. I was like, is this kind of weird that you're all rusted rude? And they're like, no, we, we love it. This yeah. is great. So and it, it's, it would be a great lineup anyway, but just the fact that you know, they're all former members of Rusted Rude is going to be really special. Yeah, you know? that's really cool. Yeah. Um, well, we've talked about what artists might gain. What is are it, you going to gain, Jeremy? What am I going to gain? Yeah, I'm you're gonna, the artist. I, I, oh, man, I get to see so many great musicians. I get to hang out with, with some of the coolest people I've ever met and meet yeah. new people. Right. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to get, making some new friends. Are you going to ease up on that uh, green room beer? Uh, are you? <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll wait till Saturday what evening. What are we going to do? Late, to, to, late to, Saturday late evening? Late Saturday okay. evening, meet me in the green, uh, uh, the I'll green be, room. I'll meet you in the green room, yeah. and I'm going to be taking a selfie with you. And yeah. you're going to be like, yeah, I I'm love gonna you, I'm going to have two man. pictures of that free keg yeah. beer with a straw, you know? <laughs> one for you, one for me. Yeah. Well, Saturday after uh, Saturday night, the kegs will probably be kicked. I yeah, think I they, would imagine. I, I think they stopped doing it last year at... Uh, I think it was like eight, eight or nine. Yeah, 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 something. Yeah. But there's beer all day. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's a fun piece. Yeah. yeah. I look forward to drinking the beer and enjoying the music. Well, let's uh, do it. Yeah. So a couple other things here. I sure. know you're hosting Acoustic Cafe this upcoming month. I am. Jesse contacted me and asked me to host Acoustic Cafe on July 15th. And I've been to one Acoustic Cafe. I've watched the live stream several times. And I am very excited to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, he he wrote the uh, the description of the event, and he mentioned my band, 
and my band is called Yaver Blue, and that's how you pronounce it, Yaver Blue. <laughs> and the reason why the band is called Yaver Blue is because I used to play, not, like hardly any, but when I would go out and play guitar at a party or something, I always called myself Java Blue. And somebody said, that's dorky, man. <laughs> Java Blue, okay, everything has to be coffee now. Uh, and I'm like, oh, really? You know, so I got real conscientious about it. So I changed it to Yaver Blue. Because yeah. nobody, if you Google Yaver Blue, which I did the other day, there's nothing. So I'm like, cool, that works. That's always a good piece when you find out your band name is actually free. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then we've played three times in public before uh, during the Christmas shows. Mm -hmm. uh, the first iteration of Yarber Blue was uh, me and Morgan Arena and Joe Piaquadilla, um, Chet Vincent, Sean Finn, Matthew Fiorello, and uh, uh, Max. That's a lineup. Yeah, that, it was a super group, right? Yeah, super group. Max from sure. Recluse in uh, Somerville. And we, we, you know, it was just totally great. So that was the first uh, iteration. The next year at the Christmas show, Yarber Blue was me, Paul Luke, Jesse Prentice, and Joe Piaquadillo. And then that was great. And then the third iteration it was for my birthday show at James Street, and it was me and Madigan Griner on trumpet. Oh, wow. So it was just us, but it was a total disaster because, oh. there, like, I, for some reason, I got nervous playing, and it was hot, and her thing, her trumpet was out of tune, but... When we practice, it sounded great. Yeah, you yeah. know, but who cares? It's like so. What's the reiteration this year? Uh, so uh, Jesse mentioned that he wants me to play because I write my own songs, and I really don't write my own songs. I might have a jam and D out there in the <laughs> ether somewhere. <laughs> I might That's have great. done that once, but I don't know if I'm going to play. I might. I might play the song. Somebody posted on Facebook, uh, what is the one thing that you've done that nobody else on the face of the earth can claim? Mm. And, you know, I'm sure we all could think of a couple. But the one thing that I did do is I was a scenic artist on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in 1989. And for the week of shows that we filmed in the studio, in between breaks, we would just hang out. And one break, it was Fred Rogers and Joe Negri, and Joe had his guitar on. And I walked up to them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm learning how to play guitar. <laughs> and Fred's like, oh, really? Yeah, well, let's, let's see what you got. So Joe Negri gave me his uh, guitar, and I didn't know too many songs at the time, so I played a Pink Floyd song. And it was like real nice lullaby, and Fred's like, oh, that's beautiful. Who is that? I go, that's Pink Floyd. He's like, oh, I've never heard of him. Oh. And I go, you should check them out. They're great. That's pretty He's like, I think I will. I'll try. Yeah, so I introduced Pink Floyd to Mr. Rogers. Wow. Yeah. That is one thing I don't think I, know, I don't think knows. anybody else can claim. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. And Joe Negri was looking at me like, you suck. This, <laughs> I, he, wasn't, he wasn't impressed. You know? Oh, man. Yeah, um, go, getting back to Acoustic Cafe. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be hosting it, and um, it's from 7 to 11. So doors are at 6. Uh, okay. You show up, you sign up in order of arrival. Okay. So rather than stand outside in the line, you come on in the bar and kitchen rope and hang out. And then at 7 p.m., the host gets the official list and reads everybody's name in order, and they get to come and pick whatever spot's available. What do you mean? Like, oh, uh, so if I, I, like, if you, the first five, like, the, that's the spot that's available, right? Or, like, spots are different from order of arrival? Yeah, well, I mean, if, uh, you, if you get there and you're like, I'm number like nine I, on yeah, the list, yeah. I have to wait until I'm called. So, number nine, okay, there's nothing in the eight o'clock hour. I have to wait until 10 o'clock. Oh, really? Or something oh, like okay. that, you know? All right. Or, oh, uh, there's a one guy that comes up. Uh, my buddy Andrew Laswell, he he um, specifically takes the first song of the ten o'clock hour. Okay. Well, he has to come through me. Right. Well, he tries. Well, to he get better. There to do no, that. I'm like, he, he'll, he'll come and find you. He'll yeah, he will. Yeah. Slip me a five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll even you. get you up there. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Nine fifty nine, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Come on, we're waiting. You know. <laughs> no, no. I, I I think it's pretty self explanatory. I just yeah. don't know if the, like there's hardcore. You know, like there's regulars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure uh, there are. Yeah, like and and when I was talking to Jesse about, yeah, well, I want to play something really cool, or uh, he was like, well, you know, form a band that with, uh, uh, you know, I thought about it, but then <laughs> after know. Deutschtown, you're gonna be real tired. Yeah. 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 But, but no, I, it'll be a great time. Get everybody together. Totally. Uh, yeah. Come on out to the Funhouse at Mr. Small's Monday, July 15th. 
6 p.m. 6. Anything more that you'd like to discuss about Hugh shows? Hugh shows. Going uh, backwards yeah. a bit. They will edit this all together. Yeah, no, but I, I just uh, I reinvested in a website, um, HughShows.com, and I like what it turned out to be. There's a live concert calendar on there, and that's like generated through Facebook's events. So if you have a Facebook event for your show, just invite me, Hugh Twyman, not yeah. Hugh Shows, Hugh Twyman, and it'll automatically be um, in, in the concert calendar. So I'm trying to spread the word about that as a resource. Uh, the blog is still going strong. Uh, I, and that's a, I call it First Last Friday because First Last, uh, you know, I don't do it every day because I didn't want to get burned. I don't know if we talked about that on Yeah, I think on we camera. mentioned. Yeah. First Last, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, First Last Friday. So I only do it every Friday just, you know, just to keep it there. But yeah. And I got a great band. The, this is the one band, not the one band, but this, the submission to the Deutschland Music Festival this year. They're called Niku Dorama. And there are three women who play feedback noise music. Interesting. <laughs> it's it's very interesting. And they're 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 they are into knives and okay. they're they're real hardcore videos of surgery. And so I'm like, this is blowing my mind. I love it. You know, it's a yeah. it's a palate cleanser. It's very different. Yeah. yeah. And Neil's excited to see them at yeah, Blacksmith yeah. Studios at 8 p.m. on Saturday. And they're, 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 that's a bill with um, a lot of Crafted Sounds. Connor Murray from Crafted Sounds, a local record label. Right. A lot of his bands are on there. Um, and Prince X and Just Fern. Just Fern, Mags' last show, is going to be in Pittsburgh on Saturday at Blacksmith Studios. So check them out. Um, and then Nico Dorama. And then followed by Weird Paul Rock Band. Oh, I love Weird Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, I'm running sound there. And you're running sound there. Yeah. You're going I'll, to, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be popping in there because it's like two blocks from the main stage anyway, the Hugh Show stage anyway. So that's awesome. Well, I'm pretty excited to see how Deutschtown goes. I know it's, it's going to be go rock great. And roll. The weather, huh? Yeah. Oh. The weather's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, who'd you pay for that? You know well, what I mean? That, know, one, that one, I, I always I, wonder I, how I, these festivals get away with this with no rain. You know what I mean? You just get lucky. I mean, real mm -hmm. lucky. I mean, that's all it is. And I don't stress about it. I don't worry about it. I just go and have a good time. But yeah, I, I know God. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, he's, I'm cashing in some favors. It's pretty exciting to see the, the Pittsburgh music scene really just encouraging each other, uh, supporting each other. Always. There's so many venues. There's Always. so many bands. Uh, and, and like you said, you never want to call it a competition. And you don't want to just give out somebody's information. You can't. But you want to see the growth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for, and and you know you you hear stories about clicks and somewhat competition within some communities and scenes in the industry, but um, it's like high school; everybody can't be friends. Right. You know and what I mean? I think as a as a group, we're this entire scene is trying to just ignore all of that and work together. And, yeah. and encourage each other. Yeah, it's fun. People are nice. People are nice. You know, people are so nice, and it's like easy to get involved in somebody you want to work with and it just the the thing is to like to spread the word amongst people who don't usually you know oh i didn't know this was happening or i didn't know this band or i didn't know these venues you know and that's what you know how, how we do that is i don't know go out to you know when fall starts and colleges and start spreading the word i'm gonna do that i'm gonna send out huge shows stuff right all on the bulletin boards and stuff so yeah, yeah. we'll keep growing Hugh. i will jeremy as right. long as you're here i'll be doing it man me too. As right long on, as buddy. We keep going. And what's your band called? Your new band with Eric Sorelli? Liola. Liola. And mm -hmm. it's uh, you, Eric? Eric Sorelli, Mark Lyons, and Mike Speranzo. And Mark Lyons is. is the he, Long Hunt. The Long Hunt. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then who, who's the. Mike Speranzo. Okay, cool. Uh, he's also in Drowning Clowns. Uh, right. New band called The Remote. And uh, owner here at Mr. Smalls with Liz. Right. So he'll be, Mike will be down on the main stage, Hugh Show stage for Drowning Clouds. For huh? Friday, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Expect some rock and roll yeah. at the Deutschtown Music Festival. July 12th and 13th and uh, 14th. I we're doing, saw that. We're, you we're had a, gas, a gospel brunch. Gospel brunch. That's I, great. I think they flirted with it last year, but this year it's like they're going to go hard and it's going to be great. It's going to be a, like its own little festival. Yeah. 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 Sunday so. morning. Check that out too. Yeah. And go to DeutschTownMusicFestival.com for the schedule. Um, we're going to have bus routes. We're going to have a loop. Uh, there's tons of stuff to do. I mean, besides the music, there's yeah. food trucks. There's 
beer. Be there's going to be beer. Is there beer? I think so. Yeah, if you do come down uh, by the main stage, Husho stage, uh, buy if you buy a five dollar wristband that goes straight to the artist. Ah, so we can hopefully compensate them for the four years that I've been doing it. We've been able to do, you know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that works out. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for tuning tuning in here to Smalls Talk again with Hugh Twyman. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you again for tuning into Smalls Talk uh, here. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. We're here with BB Guns this uh, this evening. My name is Jeremy Kaywood. I'll be your host. And uh, gentlemen, JP, Joel, how are you guys feeling? Pretty good. Good? Good. Glad you're Just here. Just swell. Just swell. That's a fantastic feeling. So uh, certainly is. I'm going to come right out the gate with, with the where did you come up with your name, BB Guns? Well, we had another name before. We've had several names before BB Guns, but we had we were um, Lazy Blackman before we were BB Guns because he was Lazy JP and I was Bars Blackman. And then after a while, like we, it got difficult for people, especially like whenever he would have to meet people by himself to like get past the <laughs> fact, of, get past the name, which was understandable. So we picked BB Guns after like going through and like trying to decide between several names because it was something that we could define and was just re- nice and regular and in the middle. Yeah, it's a really, really strong name to just stand out. Very simple to catch on to. Very like great music to be like. I know the band BB Guns. You know what I mean. So that's a really fun piece. It was there at one point after you changed the name that you were a little bit like, eh, maybe we should find something a little bit different, or you were like so hooked on BB Guns. I, I think we haven't really looked back since. Yeah. Really, uh, I know that one went like. It all we just had like parameters when we picked it. Like we wanted one word, but BB guns like cheated. We it was kind of it's kind of two words that we pretend is one word. Um, <laughs> but we wanted because like all those one word band names or like Pixies like with the plural. Right. Like I wanted a like a classic, real like minimal name, and then we had this just this big long list, big long list of names, not just single words, but. Big long list, and then we just kept whittling them down. We like yeah. us and our our team or friends. Uh, we voted on them, and that's what we came up with. Yeah. Well, you also have some logos I've seen come out uh, that most recently with this new album, "Help Yourself." Uh, can you tell me how the art came before we get into the actual art of the music? Can you tell me how the art for the album came together? Um, up to this point, I've like done all of our our like graphic stuff myself. Um, and, but for this one, like, I was just like, you know, on, on Facebook or whatever and scrolling and I saw a lot of these popsicles, <laughs> these real minimal popsicles, uh, with just plain colored backgrounds on different colors and, and like swatches. And, uh, I, there, I found out that John Maldoon was who was doing them and I hit him up and I was like, you know, I'm in love with these. Like, I would really like to use it for an album cover or something. And you know he let us he let us use it for like next to nothing, and he's really helped us out and let us make T-shirts with it, and um, That's awesome. it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, really, it's really great. Annika Ignazi, I think helped it, she uh, designed as well, um, and uh, yeah, it just fit the title. We had the title I think already, and then that just like fit it even better. Like it, it was great. Couldn't I couldn't have been more perfect. Oh, that's a lot of fun uh, to find out that process there. So. You had the title already, also, and you're working with these logos. What was the true inspiration for like this is going to be the set of songs for the album? What brought you to the set of songs for the album? Um, it just That's a good question. I, we just kind of made songs until we had enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, we made a, we wrote a couple extra. You know, in, in in the past, I think we as soon as we hit ten, you know, we'd be like, all right, we're done. I mean, like, and then I think sometimes at the end of the process I get we get so fired up about being done that we end up like making a couple more just because we're so the creative juices are flowing or whatever Um, uh, but yeah we ended up uh, we wanted this to be leaner than the last one Um, the last one was 14 tracks 13 tracks Um, this one is 11 um, yeah, just wanted to be leaner and meaner, and uh, and yeah, it was just when we had a we we were kind of had an urgency to put something new out. Um, so as soon as we yeah like we got to ten, we were like okay, um, let's make a couple more and then pick the best. Your genre. How do you guys 
like to classify your genre? Because you, you, you bring a lot of pieces. Is it just straight hip-hop in your eyes, or do you really feel you've got other aspects that you can identify with? This has been the golden question for a while because, like you said, we bring all these different pieces together. It almost is like a disservice to call, to call it one thing over another thing. Because it, So I don't know. I personally, I just don't call it anything and just let y'all listen to it and whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it a hip-hop album, call it that. If you want to call it an indie album, call it that. It's just music to me. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at too. <laughs> just like take, you know, take me and do, you know, do what, do what you want with what, what, what we are, you know. Um, I think I fought it in the past, you know. Sometimes like, oh, we're we're hip hop, we're hip hop, and then there's been phases where I'm like, well, we're we're different, you know, we're we're indie, or like I always push that sometimes, like we're just an indie act because indie is like such a general thing, but it's also not mainstream. So it may, I don't know, but it's not like alternative either, which I feel like has a different cogn cognitation. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like want to force it. I don't try to force it anymore. You know, we, hip hop is definitely the foundation. It's what we started doing. Yeah, it's the core. Um, but, you know, pop music, indie pop, uh, indie rock, trip hop, uh, acid house, uh, all that disco, all that stuff is really important to what we do. Um, mm -hmm. gr grunge, whatever. Um, it's all it's all part of the of the machine, I guess. Uh, yeah. A true artist's artist. Uh, let the visual, let the person witnessing, hearing, experience, and create their own uh, definition, description of, uh, yep. and and enjoy it and love it and call it what they'd like to. Um, it's taken a long time to get to that to this point. I don't. Yeah, think, I think we've only just lately come to it. Do you think that is like letting go of an ego or something? I don't. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think to be to keep it a buck with you. I think honestly, it gets to a point where you just get tired of trying to come up with a catchy name for something. <laughs> and it's just like, and it's like, you know what? I don't like. Why call it anything? Like, let people figure it out because I don't know what to call it. He doesn't know what to call I it. I get so. tired of trying. Or like, you also like. I want to explain it or like I'll give them a list of things that are like the, I think are the components that like if you put them together it would make sense or I'll just say like oh we're like gorillas but different um, or sure. something like that but but yeah I, I stopped I stopped doing that I just let it let it happen let call me what you want anymore yeah. you know I get yep. I've heard it all, I've heard so many different things let the music be what the music is uh, that's a great that's a great uh, poignant spot there um, there's been a lot of talk about your guys' album around the scene, and I know I work in the scene quite a bit. I know a lot of friends that just have been raving about this album, and it is Thank fantastic. You. Do you, where did you record it? Let's start back there. Uh, what if Studios in Springdale with if Crack Kills, aka Crack Kills. Ian Hill, yeah, he's been a, a friend for a really long time. We've we've been recording with him for since he started his studio. Uh, he mainly does hip hop there, uh, rap uh, stuff out there. Um, he's, we've been working with him for a long time. I think comfort is important to us in the studio. You know, not being afraid to just be as weird or as try something wild or like feel the pressure of time or, mm -hmm. or even the money stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's nice to have, to have that comfort. And we're learning together, you know. Like we've grown, his equipment has gotten better. He's learned over the years. We mm -hmm. ask him to do stuff that is definitely out of his wheelhouse. You know, like in terms of like, oh, I'll, I've shown him some rock song, and I'm like, I want this to sound like this, and yeah. and it's like a rap song already, and he's, you know, it's we're learning together, and because it's really fun, it's like to experiment, and it's a good, it's a good team. It's a challenge of creativity, uh, not just in yourselves, but with other people who are being creative in the community, right? Yeah. And, and you guys have been heavily involved in the Pittsburgh music scene, uh, so dropping this album, do you feel like? I'm not gonna say, did you feel like you've moved up? Do you feel like you have made an album uh, to, to rep represent yourselves at the highest level at this point? Or are you still searching for that highest song, that greatest feeling that you can provide for other people that you created? Is that too deep? Should I take it back? No, no, that's, no that's a good that's, question. No, um, no, I like that question. I, I, think, I think that there's still, like, I love this album. Like I think that we really knocked this out of the park, like from the start, from the start of it. But and maybe it's just like the way that I am as a person. But I always feel like there's always like there's always a little bit more that you can do. Like even whenever it's done, like there's always. 
I could always have tightened up a verse or could have made a better verse for something, or we could have made this part tighter, or we could have done this. Or maybe it's like, no, we didn't get into like that spot of like of ourselves to put into the music to take it to that place yet. So I don't know. I think that this is definitely like a this is definitely like a solidifying thing, this album, but I still think that there's I still think we have something deeper in there. That's awesome to hear. Uh, I, I mean, I love the album, and I can't wait to hear more, obviously. I'm very excited for you guys. I, I've released a couple myself, and the, and the journey to get there is, it can be exhausting and at the same time very invigorating. And then once it's done, it's almost like Christmas Day as a child. What happens next? Uh, you yeah, know. it's a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah, I think a part of our process is being very self-critical and self-aware and being aware of the limitations. Um, we work with a lot of different people, a lot of different collaborators, whether it's people that make the make beats um, or people that play, you know, we have a lot of you know work with players and stuff. And sometimes you want to do more with more people and stuff. And it's sometimes it's not that easy to get things to come together and um, and, and just things work out. But you know, if I had a million dollars and all my friends had all the time in the world, you know, then you know maybe I can make the record I want to. But at the same time, you know, people get to that point and they lose. They lose what makes the raw the rawness that makes that rec the, those early records good. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think we got plenty of room to grow, but I do think this is a big step forward from what we've done in the past. It's in the same vein, but it's more confident in the ideas, whereas we were like uncertain and didn't think we had anything before. That's very exciting. It's very exciting. Are you guys going on tour soon? We yeah. Yeah, we, we actually do. just got back early okay. this morning from doing a couple of shows in Ohio over the weekend. Then we'll um, be going back on the road the next couple, uh, the last two weekends of July. Yeah, trying to do consistent weekenders. Um, we both have full-time jobs, mm -hmm. so... That makes um, it hard. And yeah, he just got a new one, so um, we'll try to work up some big time off, I guess, and, yeah. and get back on for like a long one. But yeah, weekenders and as much as we can. When you go on tour, I, I've only done a handful myself, but when I see other bands, I wonder what the the concept is. Do I go as far away as I can first and come back? Do I go a little bit out, a little bit farther on a different direction, a little bit farther, kind of like a spiral effect, I've heard. Uh, do you have a concept whenever you approach where you want to book? Do you have friends in those cities? What, what, what brings you to book your tour? Not just getting promotion, but what inspires you to choose the locations? I, I think uh, there's so many factors. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously you want to play where play, places where you think that you have people that can bring people. I think that's the number one thing. Like, yeah. I'll go, I'll drive anywhere if there's going to be people there. Sure. Um, but at the same time, you got to have the connecting ones to the good ones. So um, I'm, a, I for us, I usually like to just make a big circle so that like we end that last day drive isn't that far and the first mm -hmm. day drive isn't that far. Um, but we haven't been as far that far south yet, just because we haven't had the contacts. Um, and like Ohio and and Michigan are, are probably like the places we go the most, or in New York and Philly. Mm -hmm. Like it's either we go either go east or we go west, mm -hmm. um, and those seem to be the places we do the best. Um, but but yeah, like I think you know we're just having you're kind of at limited to what who you who you know mm -hmm. until you get like a booking agent or something. Yeah, you guys are DIY oh, we're gentlemen. Still yeah. very DIY. Homegrown. Yeah, that's yeah, fantastic yeah, to hear. Doing our best. Yeah, it seems like you're doing well. Do you have Do you have any thoughts on the on the tour concept, or you kind of agree? You guys work as a partnership. It seems here. No, I mean that's it's business partnership. That's so. essentially where it is. Wherever we can go, wherever we can go, we see where we can, and then we just build from there and just mm -hmm. try to connect the dots as we can. Some and sometimes it's easier. It's easier sometimes. It's not so easy other times. Mm -hmm. But you know, you just do, you just go where you can go. Young, get in where you fit in. Yeah, like the young young bands, you know, um, they can just keep touring and touring and touring and touring, you know, and like that's what they should do. But I, but like where we're at, we're at. It's like I always say, I always use the analogy like setting the fires in different places, and then like you got to nurture them. You got to keep going back every like a, a few months and keep growing that fire, that little spark into a flame, and hopefully it gets bigger. And I feel like Cleveland for us has become like a city that like. We can go to, and a lot of people like now know who, like we are. Not a lot like here, but sure. but you know, it, there's a crowd that will come to see us, and that's cool. Um, but I wish you know you want to have that more places. Sure. So, I don't know. It's a process, and it's, it's a time-consuming one. And you are homegrown from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being from Pittsburgh, do you have 
some favorite locations that you've performed in Pittsburgh or being on tour? Same side question, any favorite locations you've played on mm -hmm. tour? You say you like Cleveland, that you're starting to get a following, but not like Pittsburgh, so I don't oh. know if there's anything relative there. Uh, we always play at, at the Plymouth House in Cleveland, and it's a, it's a house. It's a house show venue, house venue. And uh, it just has these smack and party. Yeah, it, it, the vibe in there is in, it's indescribable. You just have to go if you're in Cleveland and you want something to do. If see if there's a show at Plymouth House. But it, yeah. Like it seems primarily a party house, but they just book good bands. Like the people that live there have good taste, and so you're getting a good crowd. But the crowd's into the music. Like, yeah, I've never seen something like that. Like DIY shows, you know, people, I've seen giant DIY crowds that are really into the music, but not be this party oriented at the same time. So I don't know. We're not really party guys. So it's kind of a contrast, but as far as like getting a good show, I'm always down to go. You guys help make a great party. I've been a part of some parties yeah, that yeah, yeah, you have yeah, had you yeah. involved, you know? It's a, it's a gift and a curse, really, because we like to go to bed, but you know, <laughs> we got, we'll do our duty. We'll do the duty. Well, along the lines of favorite things, uh, how about a favorite song from the new album or favorite song that you like to perform, that you look forward to performing at some of your next shows? I know Deutschtown you're performing. That's coming up this upcoming weekend, yeah. July 12th and 13th, um, as well as your tour in July at the end there. Um, favorite song on the album? Yeah, favorite song on the album. I, on the album I, tries. If you don't got one, I can go. It's between two for me, so you answer that. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely between probably two for me, but Xanadu is my favorite. Um, it's my my favorite one. I feel like it's like um, we took a big we took a big like cool risk, and I think it really paid off on it. Like the the rhythm change and everything, and like because the hip hop is very like loop based, and sometimes you end up riding the same rhythm and, mm -hmm. and, and chords for the whole thing. But we like we're trying to work on having more change section changes between choruses and verses and stuff like that and it was just super paid off love it and i love perform it's wild to perform now too so creative challenges inspire uh some sort of favoritism i think to a lot of people as well uh when i challenged myself this way and i saw a positive result i'm going to latch on to that and i want my friends to see it and engage in that as well that's that's a really great take and uh, answer to the question um, I'm gonna go with Rose Gold that features Shea Park because that um, that verse is one of my favorite verses I ever wrote and it's probably the most honest verse I ever wrote and I just really loved how like I, Shea absolutely crushed her part. He was excellent on his, in all of his parts too. It was and the beat our friend Logan made the beat and it's a great beat. Like it's just mm -hmm. it's a song that I find myself singing it all the time even whenever I don't even before like the album came out I sung it all the time. Yeah. So it's it's the one that sticks with me the most. Wow, that's fun. How, again, how creative creativity has a, a way of influencing attachment to things, uh, whether it be your own or watching your peers and friends. So it's great to be working with you guys here this day. I know you've played Mr. Smalls a few times before, uh, sometimes at the main stage or at the Fun House. Um, mm -hmm. Do you remember how long ago it was that you first performed at Mr. Smalls? It probably was that... That like battle. 2016? Was like no, that was before, before that. that. Yeah. That was like 2015, 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah so like there, 2015, yeah, 2016. Was like three, four years. They, uh, they had a rap battle here, and it was. I've never seen anything like it here. A rap battle at Mr. Smalls. Yeah. It was yeah, like it was big, cool. Like the big name rap. Yeah, really like dude. real battle rappers. Like not just like Billy from around the way yeah. that goes ahead and gets drunk and raps a little bit. Like real battle rappers. It was wild. Yeah, That's real deal is from Pittsburgh, and he's like he's pretty big on the circuit. And they got him and like some other big name guys, and then we got we were like an opening performer um, for it. There was a, and it was cool. It was a really cool event. It was probably one of the coolest events that you know, DJ Afterthought put it together. It was probably one of my favorite things that he probably has ever put together. Yeah, I got I had like a battle rap phase like after that like a couple years after that, and I was like, wow, I got to see a couple of these people that I'm like going back and watching these videos for, and they're like top tier battle rappers, and I didn't even know. <laughs> was that during BB Gun's reign, or before? That was even before Lazy Blackman, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. we performed together, but we... we it yeah, was, we weren't we're like officially just, a duo at that point. We were probably just JP and Bars Black, Lazy JP and Bars Blackman, or, or something like that. I think we also went to Subterranean Aliens for a while. Uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, it, it, it's us. Well, whatever you want to call it's been it, you guys. it's still us. You BB know? guns. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, last question from me. You've been involved in a lot of different music communities, uh, individually and together. You've been a part of many different events, some of them a lot in Pittsburgh. You've traveled. It's clear. You've talked about that. Uh, coming back to Pittsburgh, how do you feel being a part of this scene and being a part of a, a cultivation of it? You, you're, you're at a time where you're watching this thing grow again. We've all been watching it grow, and it grows, and it grows, and it grows, and then it comes back down, and it grows, and grows, and grows. It comes back. You're at a point now where the communities are trying to kind of coincide more than they ever have. Uh, and how do you feel you fit into this evolution? Oh, it's a gift and a curse. Um, it's a gift because like, we can go ahead and go a lot of places and play with people of all sorts of different genres, which is great because we get to be in front of a lot of different people. But at the same time, because we don't quite fit anywhere, it's like you don't really have like a real like home. So it's it can be a struggle at times. Whenever you just kind of want to go ahead and like be the I guess sit at like sit at like the cool kids table like for mm-hmm. some side or another, and you just can't. But it is what it is, it's and it's great to be here because this is a great time for the scene right now. And I love seeing all these different bands and acts from different genres working together. I hope it continues. I'm yeah, really to I, I think I think the, the answer to the first part of the question, the the, the scene coinciding is a, a boon for us. Like yeah. being doing multiple different things, like mixed bills are where we thrive, really. Um, that's the stuff we do best on. Um, but every, there's a lot of scenes individually that are stronger than ever. You know, we've watched the hip hop scene for a decade now and it's strongest I've seen it since Shadow Lounge. Um, mm-hmm. and, and everyone's doing great. Um, other scenes as well, like DIY, there's a lot of emo bands that are doing really good, like yeah. Shinguard, um, Screamo, um, and it's doing really, really good now. Um, but sometimes, like when there's tight knit genre stuff, you don't, you know, we get shut out because we don't perfectly fit with something. Um, but yeah, the more things mix, the better it is. But I think Pittsburgh music in general is doing well, and, and that's good, regardless of how. We, we benefit or not, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here at this point. I would agree with you, uh, myself as well, all the awesome jobs that I've had the opportunity to be a part of and, and pieces of the community to, to see all of this just camaraderie coming out and collaborations with musicians, collaborations with production companies. Yeah, we butt heads on our own, but if we finally start working together, it's really exciting to see what can come of that. Mm-hmm. Again, creativity can give you something that you are proud of that you want to latch on to and you want to share with your friends. Uh, so one last question. What is your favorite color individually? Blue. Green. Okay. That's awesome. BB guns right here. Smalls talk, everybody. Allegories pouring from 
on my orifice. These northern lights is nice, I'm feeling gorgeous. Now that we have toured a bit, how long you gonna ignore the shit? Running out of patience for this fake shit, I've got more of it. Rebel in the fact that we rebels of this rap game. Pedal to the mat, I ain't settling for last place. Pedal with the dabs, pedal pack just to stack, man. Mega has the tabs, keep me rolling like a craps game. We keep it pushing like a sumo while you throw salt. And hit the devil in his, I know that's a close call. From this position, my mission's fixing my own faults. Had to crack the code so I could open up the stone vault. I was blind, now I'm seeing through the bullshit. And I'll be spying how they lying in the pool pit. The shepherd's weapons be steady, pulling the wool. Quick deception's a weapon, and I reckon they keep a full clip. I'm way too turned off the haze you burnt. I'm amazed you weren't in a daze, babe. At the same time, you displayed signs that you're a hard-nosed vet in the game. Hey, so slide through and I provide you with the time of day so we can find a way to reach the peace we seek and fly away. No need to compete or do what Simon say. Hey, so let me see that booty in that one piece. Flex it, then I stretch it like a movie. 